Pope Francis has spoken a lot about humanism. In fact, one is almost tempted to say that his pontificate has been about humanism. From his first encyclical, Lumen Fide, which in fairness was, st was started on behalf of Benedict XVI and mostly written for his pontificate, through to the document on human fraternity and the coming Amazon Synod, these things are all woven together into a bigger picture, one pointing straight at the concept of humanism. So what is humanism anyway? Most people have never heard the term before, so in brief we'll look at what that system of thought is, and then look at what the Pope is promoting and has promoted throughout pretty much his entire pontificate. And now a fair warning, this is going to be a bird's eye, thousand foot view of humanism. I'm sure some people will take umbrage that I left something out, but again, this is just a very brief overview. And it should be eye-opening for everyone. Let's dive into it. First, humanism can be defined as a system of education or method of inquiry originating in northern Italy around the 13th or 14th century. It spread throughout Europe soon thereafter. The term can be and is often applied to a variety of modes of thought and ideologies in the West, but all have one thing in common. The central emphasis is on the human and on the world. Like Thomistic philosophy, the humanist philosophers cite the works of Aristotle and other Greek thinkers as being critically important, but the difference tends to be this. Whereas St. Thomas saw in Aristotle the wisdom that points to God, the humanists inevitably lead to secularist outcomes. The humanists seek a sort of dogma-free, or at least Christian-free, understanding of the virtues, and promote the development of the virtues like understanding, benevolence, compassion, mercy, as well as fortitude, judgment, prudence, eloquence, and honor. The humanist sees that the thinking man is called to an active life. Much of this is right-ordered, but remember, historically the humanists were in conflict with Christians, and especially with the Catholic Church, which the humanists near universally saw as holding civilization back from its fullest human potential. To this end, the humanists often engaged in thought experiments, including looking deeply at utopian ideas, while promoting widespread education for the citizenry and education for leaders. The idea was to escape the evils, as they saw them, of the so-called Dark Ages, which in reality were anything but dark, at least from a Catholic perspective. For that time period was a period of sanity and faith compared to the period that follows, and especially our period. And that period that followed was the so-called Renaissance. Birthed by the humanists and the Protestants working hand in hand, although unwittingly most likely, and the century of war and bloodshed that followed. That having been said, there was a Christian humanist movement, and famously the Catholic Jacques Maritain was a prominent figure. But again, Maritain and others like him focused on the human being, the human realm. As an aside, it's interesting to note here that Maritain wrote a book that uh, was dedicated to Saul Alinsky. <laughs> Just to give you an idea. Humanism is a profoundly materialistic philosophy in any form that it takes. I know that someone in the comics will likely at this point go, well, actually, and try to get into the deep, deep, the deep details of humanism. But what I'm trying to give you is the view from 1,000 feet. Yes, I could go into greater details about this, but, the, but this is really supposed to be about the humanism of Pope Francis. We're just setting the stage here. Now, the one thing that all authentically Christian philosophies have, be they Catholic or Protestant or Orthodox, is the centrality of the Incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of our blessed Lord. The life and teachings of Christ are essential to any form of Christian philosophy, and that is what separates it from humanism. As a broad array of secular ideas, humanists are often in conflict with Christian philosophies, to put it mildly. So what is the, f the humanism of Pope Francis? 
The details are in what he has promoted, but most recently in his document on human fraternity, co-signed with an important Saracen official in Abu Dhabi. Human fraternity is, in short, not a Catholic value. Loving your neighbor is a Catholic value, but this projection of the entire human race as an object of love is not Catholic in the slightest. But we'll go over that in a moment. We see the impact of the Abu Dhabi statement in an event that happened just this past Friday in the United States at the New York City Public Library. As reported by Vatican News, which no one is going to call anti-Francis or even remotely traditionalist, we learn that at this event the values of on-human fraternity were put into practice in some small measure. The Vatican's higher committee for implementing on-human fraternity made an appearance, or at least a few of its members did, and they promoted a profoundly ecumenical to the point of being relativist message. One committee member had been working on something they're calling the Abrahamic Family House, which will combine in one compound a building for a church, a synagogue, and a mosque. Each separate house of worship will be connected by a garden, and its purpose is to promote peace. You can see it on your screen, with each so-called house of worship being the same dimensions and each facing the garden. I have my doubts that the garden will face liturgical east. The initial thought upon seeing that is that they remind me of theatrical amphitheaters that you would see in any major American city, but with even more modernism than a theater might have. The architect who built the house described it in this way, quoting the Vatican News article that appeared this past Saturday. Quote, the architect explained that leaders have always come together with architects to discuss how to make structures that mean things in the world for civilizations, or for a sense for ourselves. He feels that the Abrahamic Family House project fits within this paradigm. On a personal level, he saw the opportunity to create a building that is completely conflict-free. To create a structure that conveys a message of peace is very powerful sort of, sort of thinking, he said. It's not about territory, and it's not about us and them. It's about all, and that's really, really strong. End quote. And now that's a humanist statement, if there ever was one. In fact, I would go so far as to say that it stands in defiance of the message of the crucifix we see at any Catholic parish. The crucifix is an instrument of torture, punishment, and yes, war, and it symbolizes the conflict between God and the devil, and in so doing points us to where our real peace comes from, the peace of Christ, offered by imitating him in all things, including, if need be, in giving our lives up for our friends. This Abrahamic house is something else entirely. And while certainly well-meaning, I am only reminded of another humanistic project that was well-meaning, but deeply flawed in its purpose. The Tower of Babel, which also sought to unite humanity for a greater cause. And we all know how that turned out. The humanism of Pope Francis is rather simple. It is the desire for dialogue to overcome human conflict, to heal a fractured world, in the words of one of the members of the Vatican's higher committee at the New York Exhibition. Muhammad Khalifa al-Mubarak represents the United Arab Emirates on the committee and says that document was one of the greatest documents signed in recent history. <laughs> That's okay, tell us how you really feel. The same document that you'll recall was condemned by Bishop Athanasius Snyder because in it the claim is made that God wills a plurality of religions, which is erroneous to say the least. But the Pope's humanism was on display well before the human fraternity document was signed. Francis's additions to the encyclical Lumen Fide, which was largely finished on behalf of Benedict XVI, are easy enough to see. This quote gives some insight. Quote, Modern, Modernity sought to build a universal brotherhood based on equality. Yet we gradually came to realize that this brotherhood, lacking a common reference to a common father as its ultimate foundation, cannot endure. We need to return to the true basis of brotherhood, he wrote. 
faith that teaches us to see that every man and woman represents a blessing for me, that the light of God's face shines on me through the faces of my brothers and sisters. End quote. I mean, no big deal, right? Seen in the light of the way this papacy has unfolded since 2013, the seeking of a common father, as Francis calls him, is illustrative. For when we understand that God wills a plurality of religions, again, according to Francis, not, not my idea, then the notion of a common father takes on relativistic tones. Human brotherhood becomes the prime value, and all religions can bring us into universal brotherhood if we simply decide to get along. It's simplistic in its thinking, but it is on full display. For this common identifier with the universal brotherhood of man requires a shedding of dogma and doctrine, and an embrace of the church and indeed all faiths to accompany people where they are, to cease evangelizing to them. People often think St. Francis of Assisi said, Preach the gospel always, and when necessary, use words. But in fact, he not only never said that, but lived in literally the opposite manner, becoming famous as a preacher of the gospel. But that misapplied quote of St. Francis is the embodiment of the notion of accompaniment, and accompaniment requires a vision of the universal brotherhood of man. But this universalism doesn't stop there. The Instrumentum Laboris of the Amazon Synod requires us to also see the world through the eyes of the, of the pagan, for they are part of this brotherhood as well. Thus we have calls for adopting the cosmovision of the pagans, and again to cease evangelizing to them, and instead to train Catholic priests in such a way that they too can perform pagan rituals for the indigenous tribes. The brotherhood of man trumps everything, including Catholic morality, theology, and dare I say it, the faith, because as Francis has told us, God wills a plurality of religions. This thinking is reinforced on the opposite end of this disordered sense of subsidiarity in Laudato Si, which calls for global governmental organizations to take charge of the supposed climate crisis, a call that was re recently echoed again when Francis explicitly said that we as Catholics and the human race as a whole are to obey the United Nations, an organization that has stood in opposition to the faith through its promotion of population control and exportation of U.S., European, and Chinese-funded Moloch worship into the developing world. In this new humanism, the central outcome is a material peace and a sharing of material wealth, which also requires the elimination of borders, for borders stand in opposition to the universal brotherhood of man. Are you getting the picture yet? I mean, I suppose I could go on and on. I'm sure there are various other statements and documents made by this pontiff that point to this. But instead, humanism, as an ideology, did give birth to another movement in history, and it promoted the universal brotherhood of man to the point of it declaring open war on the church numerous times in history the Lodge. Adherents to the Masonic Lodge have opened themselves to membership for men of any believing faith, for they believe in a supreme being that is reflected in all religions. They are, according to their own claims anyway, dedicated to the Universal Brotherhood of Man. June 24th marks Universal Brotherhood Day, which marks the anniversary of the forming of the Grand Lodge in England. If you can't tell the difference between what the Lodge claims and what is happening in Rome these days, you're not really alone. Are there differences? It's hard to see any. This is especially evident in Francis's call for the use of Catholic and other education institutions around the globe to promote the new humanism. In his official statement earlier this month, Francis said the following as reported by Vatican News Agency earlier this month. Quote, Never before has there been such need to unite our efforts in a broad educational alliance, to form mature individuals capable of overcoming division and antagonism, and to restore the fabric of our relationships for the sake of a more fraternal humanity. Quoting an African proverb, it takes a whole village to educate a child, Pope Francis called for the creation of an educational village. In such a system, he said, everyone would participate according to their respective roles to form a network of open human relationships. 
The Pope called it an alliance that integrates and respects all aspects of the person, uniting studies in everyday life, teachers, students, and their families, and civil society in its intellectual, scientific, artistic, athletic, political, business, and charitable dimensions. And he laid out several steps towards creating this educating village. End quote. That stuff about it takes a village should ring familiar to those who follow American politics. Now, in closing, I'll say this. Our Lord said the following. In Luke chapter 12, verse 51, Jesus says, Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? I tell you no, but rather division. From now on, five members in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Now, the message is clear. True peace comes in union with Christ. And those who permit who promote this union in Christ, the faith and the gospel message of our Lord, will cause scandal. Unless all men are united in Christ, there will be no peace but division and scandal. Now, some might say that I'm misrepresenting what Jesus said in that passage, but I fail to see how you can square what our Lord said there to the message being promoted by the present pontificate which is a message of universal brotherhood being possible outside of the Catholic faith. Anyone who studies the Catholic faith or studies even the most rudimentary history knows this is impossible, which is why I say again that I'm reminded of the Tower of Babel story. And in closing, I'll say that I am left wondering if this story will end the same way the Tower of Babel did, in a disaster for its architects, but as an act of justice inflicted on all mankind, and one that is well-deserved. Only time will tell. Thank you for listening and for your support of this channel. It is appreciated greatly. Please pray and make acts of penance for the church, and keep the five first Saturdays devotion if you can. We are already approaching the start of a new month, so now is the time to plan to start the devotion Our Lady asked the Lady to observe at Fatima. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.